and welcome back to Formula Breakdown. It's Ross and Caleb. It's round 20, the Mexico Grand Prix. Mexico City, not Mexican. Let me get that right this time. It's in the pocket. It's out of sight. Three races to go. Caleb, how are you doing over there? Pretty good. It was a interesting race. We got to watch it together, watch it live. That made it a little bit better. That is like something that we've been able to look forward to this kind of last string, this uh, Western Hemisphere tour, getting to watch these live. Even if championships been decided, we've had this to kind of enjoy watching these live at a reasonable hour, recording at a reasonable hour. Yeah, you had a lot going on today. You had football too. How did how did your fantasy football looking after the Dallas Cowboys win today? I don't have any of the Cowboys on my team because, well, sometimes the Cowboys suck. Oh, well, man. and it's not even that. A lot of my friends are also Cowboys fans, so they kind of scoop up those players beforehand before I do because, again, I try and pick some quality players. It seems like Cowboys players just sometimes hit and miss. You're bringing some business thinking to this. Like, don't let my emotions get in the way here. Yeah. I don't want the Cowboys to lose and my fantasy team to potentially lose at the same weekend. So <laughs> kind of keep those two separate. But right now I'm I'm going to win this week. So pretty handedly, I'm playing one of the worst teams in the league. So it's going going decent. Right on, man. Well, are you ready to dig into some qualifying? It was lots of stuff happening. It was a weird qualifying session. I won't lie. We got to watch this together as well yesterday. Um, lost Lando in Q1 after he didn't get really the chance to set a representative time. I think it was like Alonzo who spun um, and kind of messed up some timing. And, and I don't know. It was like the track was evolving in a really weird way. Then you had other people like Daniel Ricardo who just like had an insanely successful Saturday. Um, of course, he did get an assist from Yuki in Q2. Gave him a nice toe. Daniel Ricardo lined up fourth. Yeah, I was super excited. Kind of called this a little bit. I was saying watch out for him to have a good weekend. He did have a great weekend here in Mexico last year. I didn't think it was going to necessarily be deep into Q3 like he did, where he lined up fourth, which is just absolutely bonkers. And that was without Yuki's help. Like, yeah, he got Yuki's help getting into Q3, but... It was all in his own speed after that, and he sure enough showed up. I think this might be a track that he just enjoys for some reason. I don't know what his stats necessarily are here throughout his whole career, but I know last year he did decent, and I think he got driver of the day last year. can't remember, but I remember him doing really well last year, and I think he ended up finishing exactly where he started, so good quality from Daniel. It was a really strange Q3 with almost no one improving at the checkered flag, as we've kind of come to expect. Uh, I think the track was just evolving, and I don't think the tires were heating up quite quick enough, and you mentioned some other things going on, like the elevation, the temperature of the track, and things, and then we ended up with Ferrari with the most random front row lockout we've seen in a long time you know i really didn't expect ferrari to be anywhere this race weekend but i think they were able to maximize their practice sessions and adjust and actually ended up with a really good saturday yeah ferrari did exceptional i kind of again thought they would just because i felt like they had a lot of straight line speed at the other fast tracks we've had this year and sure enough that kind of showed up so i was impressed i didn't think they were going to get one two like they did but I don't think anybody did. I don't even think the Ferrari drivers thought they were going to get one, too. I think they were genuinely shocked with the pace. Yeah, I loved Leclerc's face. Leclerc was like, I, d I didn't expect to be here. <laughs> yeah, he's like, okay, I'll take this. Yeah, it was a weird qualifying session. I didn't hate it. It was almost like a non-ending. Do you remember the latest Fast and Furious movie where it just kind of ends? And you're like, oh. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt about the qualifying session when nobody improved at the checkered flag because you have 
Alex and Jolien like really trying to hype it up. Like this is the crescendo. This is the the apex of the orchestra. This is the last of the movie. And then it's just like, boom. Yeah, I kept waiting for somebody to come across the line and really improve. And it just, you were looking at the times and you're like, oh, no one's really doing any better. You know, it's nothing exciting. It just kind of all fell in place. And again, not a bad qualifying session. It's really encouraging to see cars take it to max on a one lap pace. I'm hoping... When we come back for the 2024 season, we see some people translating that to race pace because today we did not see that. Caleb, if you're ready, we can go ahead and get into this race. Talk about turn one. Yeah, let's do that. So I was just like maybe three minutes late jumping into the Discord call. I was thinking, oh, Caleb will be waiting for me. We'll watch the formation lap. No, I turn on my F1 TV and you are already like making a fuss as soon as I jump into the call. Tell me what I saw. You and everybody else saw. I guess Sergio kind of going for a gap. He had a ton of speed coming off of the start and a ton of momentum. I can't necessarily blame him for going for that gap and even whether Christian is lying or not he even said he can't really blame Checo for going for that gap at his home race and he just had a ton of momentum but again that there's another DRS straight granted it's the first lap so it had been a few laps after that but there's another straight after that one just save the car and pass him on the next on the next straightaway the car is going to be fast enough it'll get around him so again Kind of like Sergio and his patience. I don't know what's going on, why he can't just wait a little bit. I mean, three cars going into that same corner, it's just not going to happen. And he almost, you know, by causing that wreck, he could have potentially have taken out Max as well. He could have had three cars taken out. Luckily, it was just him, but, you know, it really could have caused a cluster up front. Really shocking and just really bad timing, of course. I made a note. Perez continues to make the worst decisions at the worst times as he squeezes Leclerc uh, into turn one. You know, I just it just comes across as a rookie who's impatient. This problem where Perez's spatial awareness costs him continues to pop up we saw him come into contact with a Haas a few races ago he had some collision with Albon back at Singapore this keeps happening and I'm, I don't know if it has something to do with the way the car is set up I mean all these guys sit ridiculously low I'm, I, I just can't understand how you would do that you might have a good point talking about the amount of momentum because he had a crazy launch I mean insane off the line should have been him into second place if he had just gone a little bit higher really huge consequences here as Hamilton and Checo race to the end of the season for second place. Perez having to DNF here, that puts Hamilton back in the hunt for second place. Hamilton finished P2 on the podium today, and since this one gets to stand and doesn't get revoked, as just 20 points separate those two. Yeah, as of recording, as of 8 p.m. Sunday night, Hamilton is still second place, <laughs> so that, that fight's going to be tooth and nail i think to the very end and if i had to take a guess i think perez is probably going to sneak away with p2 but not if it keeps happening like this yeah we get a sprint weekend next weekend so that's extra points for one of these two drivers to get then we have vegas which is who knows what's going to happen there who's going to be strong you know it's kind of like a singapore ish track where it's kind of high speed street race no room for error really so Lots of interesting things going to happen in the next few weeks. I'm really curious how 
P2 is going to shape out. Yeah, and just like last year, I'm not 100% sure, even after digesting the race for a little while, how I feel about it. The track was very hot this weekend, so there's a lot of strategy coming into play, trying to keep these tires alive and um, keep the engines cool. I think it was Albon who made a note after qualifying. He's like, you know, you see these DR zones in these long straights, but like overtaking and keeping your car in the right window is a lot trickier than you might think it is. Yeah, there was even a time during the race where Hamilton didn't even open up his DRS for some reason. I don't know if we ever got it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I don't know if we ever got really an explanation for that. I, I don't know if he just forgot or if he was just trying to keep his car so close, you know, into that one straight and then pass, I think it was Signs or it might have been Leclerc, one of the Ferraris, trying to pass one of those in the following straightaway where the DRS can be activated. So it's kind of weird, but yeah, it's just a hot track with very thin air. A lot of these drivers, you know, I think some of them might have dealt with some altitude issues going on. I mean, you just think about it. These guys are traveling all over the world, going from sea level to above, way above sea level, back to sea level, one time zone to another. I don't know how they function, to be honest. But yeah, um, super war of attrition, I guess you would say, with the car and the drivers this weekend. And things were kind of settling in around the halfway point. And then we had a Haas failure. K-Max smacks the wall about midway through the race. And I made a note that like Haas never seems to just barely crash or slightly crash or just get stuck in the gravel. They only ever seem to have explosions against the barriers. And uh, this was another one. And it really kind of changed the complexity of the race. Unfortunately, a lot of people had just done their pit stop. Lando Norris, who kind of missed out, he had just done a pit stop. But really, it didn't matter because at the reset, he was, think, in 10th or 11th. Yeah, I think the standing start really helped Lando you know he had newer tires yeah they were a little bit scuffed but definitely helped him move up the field I think more than anybody that red flag helped him be able to climb up the field it kind of reset the field smashed everybody back together and he was just able to go through the field and just pass everybody pretty easily he looked so insane today yeah and driver of the day deservedly so 17th on the grid up to fifth just definitely the highlight it, it was a toss-up between him and ricardo this weekend who had the best weekend but that mclaren i mean it literally the only other car we've seen work through the field like that this year is a red bull so just super promising like it's a good omen i feel like to see that car doing that i think if he'd had a few more laps he probably would have been on a podium yeah if something happens to a red bull this year McLaren can win a race easily. We saw it in Austin where, you know, if something would have happened to Max, it would have been probably a shootout between Lando and Hamilton at the end of that race. So these McLarens are looking super fast. And like you said, we haven't really seen another car really just barrel through the field like we have that McLaren this weekend. Yeah, Norris is climbing very quickly up the driver's standings. He's right now in sixth, 14 points away from Alonso and Sainz. So he could finish realistically in fourth place in the Drivers' Championship. And based on where he was at the start of the season, that's just an insane statistic to think about. That'd be great for him. Deservedly so. He works hard. I think Lando is kind of, I always call Lando mine and yours. Like, it's our demilitarized zone. If you're North Korea and I'm South Korea, I feel like me and you meet in the middle with Lando Norris. Yeah. Me leaning more Mercedes and you leaning more Red Bull. We kind of cross the line and shake hands at McLaren. So great turn of events for them this second half of the season. Yeah, it's crazy. He passed Charles Leclerc 
this weekend points. I'm assuming it was this weekend because Charles only has 166 and Lando has 169. So it's nuts that you can see Charles in the seventh place right now in the driver's standings. And he's right on the heels of Fernando, who's doing terrible right now. Him and Stroll both DNF this weekend. So not good for Aston Martin. They're continuing to fall down the order. And he's not too far from Carlos Sainz either. So that that fourth place battle is pretty interesting right now. It is. It is. And those are the kind of things that keep me coming back, even though first place has been decided. Everything else is really up in the air. But yeah, you mentioned Aston Martin, who have just fumbled this season in the closing innings. At one point, they were in the discussion for second or third place in the Constructors' Championship. And Alonso, in his own right, was in the mix at the front of the Drivers' Championship near the front, never at the front, but now they're almost guaranteed to be finishing fifth in the Constructors by Abu Dhabi, which is still better than they did last year, but you can't help but wonder where they would be if the other half of that garage had been turning in good performances like Alonso did in the first half of the year. As of this weekend, Science has now passed Alonso in the Drivers' Championship, demoting him to fifth as well, and I fully expect Norris to get him in a weekend or two, so really sad turn of events there. But for every, you know, winner, there must be a loser. And speaking of another winner, Ricardo, man, what a freaking weekend. I expected him to be more of a hurdle for faster cars to jump over this weekend. Yeah, I was thinking like K-Mag in Brazil last year. Exactly. Maybe not to that extent. I expected him to be, no, I fully expected him to be like like a brick wall that everyone had to drive around. But his fantastic quality turned out to be a fantastic race weekend as a whole. It's the best result of the season. And yes, they used a little trick to get Ricardo into Q3 on Saturday, but there were no tricks on Sunday. That was just pure race pace. Yeah, pure race pace. I mean, just speed out of Ricardo. I kind of talked about it earlier, but it was just awesome to see how well he did. I don't know how I kind of predicted this in the pre-race show. Of him. You did predict this. I forgot that. Yeah. yeah. You totally called Ricardo. You're like, I think Ricardo's going to have a good weekend. I remember you saying that. And I was like, okay, got to have a wild prediction every now and again. I, Go for it. I thought maybe you know, maybe in the point, but I didn't think a seventh place finish, which is exactly where he finished last year. I think he finished a little higher last year, but he had a 10 second penalty or something. He got a little bit of rough racing with somebody last year. I can't remember who, but yeah, he brings Alpha Tauri up from 10th to 8th place in the Constructors Championship, which is nuts. I mean, that's millions and millions of dollars potentially, especially if they can keep this up. Who's to say that they can't, you know, maybe go up there and battle Williams? Granted, it's 12 points, but that's not a lot of points. You know, you still got a sprint race and some other weekends and you have Sargent who's not doing anything and Albon who is bringing in points, but, you know, you have some mistakes here and there by the Williams drivers and Alpha Tauri could very well grab 7th. Yeah. It just takes one weekend for these teams at the back who are separated by only a few points, you know. So, and it's the, like you said, it's the difference between millions of dollars in championship purse. So, fun to see that change after AlphaTauri's horrible weekend. Yuki struggled as well. And Ricardo making a damn good impression on a weekend when the other person in the conversation for a second seat at Red Bull DNFs after the first turn. So, very telling. I don't know. Yeah. Could be a sign of things to come. We keep coming back to that first moment in the race, but man, that was just the groan. And you could just hear the crowd almost all stand up and think about walking out in that very moment. Just couldn't have picked a worse race to make that move. Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of those fans thought it was a the Ferrari's fault. Definitely was a fight that went on in the stands on post-race. And Leclerc got a drown of booze yeah. during his interview. Just not very fair, really. No, wasn't his fault whatsoever. 
I mean, if anything, you can chalk it up to be a, just a racing incident where two drivers were kind of going for the same spot. I mean, that's what they're paid to do. They're paid to go for that gap. And sometimes you got to pull the reins back just a tiny bit. And I, I put all blame on Sergio on this. I don't think any blame at all could be given to Leclerc on this. If anything, it's nobody's fault. They should be thanking Leclerc to not veering into Verstappen. Yeah. Is what they should all be, Red Bull should be doing, honestly. Yeah. And granted, I don't think any of those fans out in the stands were big Max Verstappen fans either. But, you know, seeing the hometown kid get kicked out on the first lap, that's that sucks. So hopefully he can reel it all together next weekend in Brazil and maybe get some points and make his fans a little bit happier and hopefully make Christian Horner a little bit happier. Well, Caleb, with the championship, both drivers and constructors already decided i'm able to kind of just step back and enjoy these races as they are for like an independent piece of entertainment like they're their own little isolated movie and i felt weird about last year's mexican grand prix but this one i enjoyed i thought it was pretty good i thought it was a little strange but the strategy and the mid-race restart helped keep today really interesting if you had to give this race a grade what, what do you think it lands for you yeah i think the race was interesting i was more listening to it than anything but i think Every race has that kind of lull in the middle to end-ish. They didn't show Max really at all. They showed him like the first four corners or so, and then they showed him on the last two corners, right whenever Ricardo was battling Russell near the end, and it was super close. They were like, well, we're going to show Max. And I think I even told you, I was like, why are they doing this? I was was pissed about it. I was like, we already know he's going to win. Like, show this awesome battle that's going on. So, I mean, part of the race, me and you were building model kits and working on RC cars. So we weren't even paying complete attention to the damn thing. But if I had to give it a grade, I mean, the weekend was all right. I think it passed. I mean, just like maybe a B. I mean, it wasn't super exciting. It was like, ah, okay. Yeah, it was I was just another C+. race. Plus. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah. it. But in the broader context, I think we've had more exciting weekends this year. Max wins his 16th race out of 20, which is, I mean, that's mental. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to Brazil. Brazil was like the undisputed highlight of the 2022 season. So I really have high expectations next weekend. And Caleb, I think I'm with you. I think this is definitely one that doesn't need to be viewed. doesn't need to be viewed if you want to come recap the highlights of this season. But I did enjoy it in the moment. And I think that is more chalked up to the excellent job our commentary team does and all the strategy going on. But I think we could put this one in our pocket and move on. Caleb, thanks for joining me for round 20. And thank you guys for joining us as well. If you like what you heard here, you could listen to all of our shows wherever you listen to podcasts. You can see more content just like this on YouTube at Formula Breakdown. And we'll see you guys the next time.